Uh, I want everyone to turn to chap, uh, John chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 7 through 13. John chapter 4, we're going to start in uh, verse 7 through 13. Now, the last couple of weeks, we've, uh, Pastor Pat started a series called Daring. And the first week, he talked about daring uh, to believe. He, he challenged us to be, build up our belief. Second week, he talked about daring to follow. And that was last week. So uh, to follow suit, the Lord told me to talk about he dares you to move in compassion. Okay? We're going to talk about how the, having daring compassion opens up God's breakthrough for your life. Can I get an amen? So let's begin to read in John chapter 4, 7 through 13. It says, a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For the disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink of me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself, his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered her and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Now the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. That means Jesus is talking to the woman as the living Word. Can I get an amen? So God, imagine this, everything that you see around you, God spoke it into existence. If Jesus is that word, he was in that uh, creative process. He was spoken everything into existence. So God holds his word in high regard. The living word can never be contained. Which brings me to my first point, that daring compassion has no confinement. What do I mean by that? How can you confine the word of God? Jesus is not worried about CNN or Fox. He's not worried about what side you're on and what side you're not on. He's only worried about what his father has, has told him he needs to do. So Jesus broke all kinds of barriers. Let's look at some of the things he broke. One, cultural lines. He was a Jew. She was a Samaritan woman. Religious lines. Jews hated Samaritans because they did worship Jehovah, but they worshiped other gods. Ethnic lines. Samaritans were mixed race, like my children. They're black, Hawaiian, Filipino, Chinese, and yeah, all that. They were mixed race. So Jews had a problem with that. So how is Jesus talking to this woman? Because the word of God doesn't care about all that. It's not worried about what they think, what the politics say, what the governor says, whether we should meet or not. Jesus does not care about all of that. All he cares about is what's inside of you, what's inside of you, what's inside of you, and what's inside of you. 
When you walk in daring compassion, it breaks down all the kingdom of darkness. It breaks it down. Because this world is about me, me, me. Oh, did I tell you it's about me? How many selfies are taken in a day? Like a million? And I suck at taking selfies. You can turn your cheek this way. You can turn your head this way. Use a filter. I never do it. I suck so bad. But the point I'm making is you can't contain the living word. Turn to Isaiah 55, 11. My, one of my favorite scriptures. When God speaks over your life, who can stop it? Nobody. If God says you're blessed, who can stop it? Nobody. Come hell or high water, you will be blessed. And here's the secret, guys. If you don't want the blessing as a parent, it will leave you when you leave this earth and go to your children. And it will go to your children's children. Because God's word over your life is eternal. It is set in stone. Somebody preaching in here. I mean, oh my God. Woo! Isaiah 55, 11, so will my word which goes out of my mouth, it will not return to me void, useless, without result, without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. So over your life, God has spoken his eternal word for success and not failure. Who, is, who can tell you that you're not wonderfully and beautifully made? No one. Only God can say that you're not. He's your creator. We're made in the likeness and the image of him. No one can tell you what you cannot do. Are you here, church? Now, what you're in the presence of is a preacher, okay? I will raise my voice octaves and bring it down. And then I'll go up here. I might wipe my brow because I get a little amped up about it. But one thing you cannot say is that the anointing is not here. God has anointed you as well. You may not stand on this platform, but God has called you to be a worshiper of the living God. And when you lift your hands and you lift your heart to the living God, all of heaven is moving on your behalf. Moving on your behalf. Whew. Okay. So daring compassion is active. Compassion is a verb. It simply means to be moved from the bowels of something. You're either in it or you're not. You can't be halfway when you're walking in compassion. You're either going to do it or you're not because it carries so much weight. And one of the things that compassion does brings me to my second point. Daring compassion releases freedom by destroying labels. So you can blame Children's Church for this of 20 years. This is an object lesson. Okay? This is a magnetic board. Now let's read some, let me give you some context. Everyone turn to the Gospel of John again. We're going to read from 16 through 19. 
Okay? Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you're with right now is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive you're a prophet. That's not what I want to point out. Here's something I want to point out. When the daring compassion comes in your life, it never condemns you. It never says that you're bad. It never condemns you. It only shines light on your actions for freedom. Condemnation is not from God. But here's something about her. Jesus called out her relationship issues. He did not condemn her. But let's just be truthful. Can we just be truthful for a moment? Let's be transparent. Can we do that? Say yes. yes. All right. We all deal with labels on how we see ourselves. Everyone from the greatest of us to the lowest, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your stature. You deal with this because, now, this message is not about labels. It's about what compassion does to it. He told her, you don't have a husband. Imagine how she feels. Man, I should be married. Oh, my gosh, you're right. My relationship issues are wrong. I bet she felt a little guilt. And something about a magnet, it attracts. When you, think, when you believe a lie about yourself or a mistruth, you're attracted to something that's not true. So what you believe about yourself becomes your truth. If you believe that you should walk in shame and God will never forgive you, that becomes your truth. And so we must deal with what's going on in our hearts and in our minds. Because when we come into alignment with Jesus, the word of God, the king of kings, he only brings the truth. I'm sure she was single. Why was a woman getting water at the sixth hour? Do you know what the sixth hour is in the Bible? 12 noon. It's hot. Why would a woman go at 12 noon, the hottest part of the day, to draw water? I'm sure people said she's an adulteress. Shame, 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 shame. I'm sure she felt shameful. And usually when we feel shameful, we feel regret. Oh, I should have did it this way. Oh, I should have done that that way. Can I get it? Is someone else in? Is it just me or is it someone else? <laughs> so like a magnet, you get attracted to something that makes you stick. You can't get loose. This is not you. This doesn't belong to you because you have a great big Jesus living inside of you. And the Jesus that I know broke these things off of you. This is not your end. This is the beginning. This is something that's a lie. But we have to deal with mistruth. Let me put this over here. So because I am a pretty good teacher, I go to Google now and then. <laughs> <laughs> and I typed in Google, what breaks the magnetism of a magnet? What breaks the magnetism of a magnet? And the answer is heat. Yeah, you got that, didn't you? Yeah, I'm going to let that sit right there. Man, heat. 
Come on. I was up in my garage going, oh, yeah. What's you? I feel like a special right now. I'm going to read what Google said. <laughs> Ferromagnet materials lose their magnetism if heated above the Curie position or temperature. What does that mean for you? Let me tell you, the entrance of his word, the Bible says in Psalms 119, 130, that the entrance of his word brings light. Jesus stepped in where this woman was and asked her for a drink. Not only did he bring light, but it says in Hebrews 12, 29, that our God is a consuming fire. That everything about him will burn everything that is holding you back. But it takes daring compassion to step out like that. Are you willing to cross the lines? I don't even pay attention to CNN and Fox. I don't even know what's going on in this world. And then you can say, well, that's your responsibility. You're right. My responsibility is to stay on my face and pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I can't control any of that. I can't get inside of any of that. But you control that. So I pray for them delivering the news. That's another message. I won't go down that rabbit trail. I'm going to stay right here. Heat breaks the label. Heat. Look, he's right here. Look at, look at this. Look. look at, I, he knows. I need it, bro. That's good. Everyone turn to Acts chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. I want to prove it to you again. This is where Pastor Pat has been landing for a while now. In the book of Acts. And there's something about this book that will shake you to want to be like them. They walked in the power of the Holy Spirit. But let's see what happened when the fire hit them. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Is this a house? Yes. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of what? fire daring compassion breaks the magnetism or the mistruth of the darkness that we believe it's not about the label or the thoughts you have it's about are you willing to grab the hands of Jesus and so he can pull you closer are you willing to take the invitation to sit at his table so you can dine with him are you willing are you willing? Are you willing? Cool. You know, when you get older, you get that you went to, when I got older, I went to bed, I had 20-20 vision. I woke up, I need readers. Like, what is that? How do I, like, I don't get it, but it's okay. I'm in a good season. Can I be transparent really quick as we close the service? I believe transparency is the, most, is the strongest thing the church can have. If you're not willing to show your wounds, then you haven't received the Savior because he'll still have holes in his hand and holes in his feet when you see him. It's evidence of the resurrection. 
the wounds don't disappear, but the resurrection power behind his voice, behind his eyes, will draw you in. Twenty twenty, some could say was a challenging year for all of us. And my challenges don't go above yours, but I lost both my parents last year. My mother in June, and six months to the day I lost my father, December 27th. But four years before that, God began to deal with me because I hated my dad. And when I say I hated him as a minister, how can I have hate in my heart? I'm being transparent. Is that okay? I'm, I'm, I'm just letting it out. I could not stand him because I blamed him on what he did with my mom and ya da da. But he had a stroke. And two weeks before, he gave me the key and he said, just in case, something happens just in case. I was supposed to go to Chicago with Pastor Pat. And I changed my mind and said I couldn't go. He had the stroke that day. I'm the one that found him. I'm the one that called the ambulance. And from that day, God started dealing with my hate in my heart. When someone has a stroke, and if you didn't know my dad, he's a Marine Marine. He's a man's man. He did things on his own. So now someone had to feed him. Someone had to take dinner to him. Someone had to do his meds. Someone had to make sure he was showered. And that was me. And God did something in four years of me serving my father with compassion. The walls of hate, they fell down. They fell down that on the day he passed, all I could say was, I miss my father. The miracle had happened in my heart. He changed what was dark and brought it to light but it only took compassion. Is it gonna cost you something? Yes. Is it gonna be hard? Yes. Are you gonna be mad at times? Yes. But I honored him. And I'm a better man for it. I'm a better father for it. I'm a better grandfather for it. I'm a better minister for it because I've dared to move in compassion. Transparency is the biggest strength you have as a Christian because the world is sick of your words. They want to see demonstration and power. Don't tell me about raising the dead when you can't raise the dead in yourself. Don't tell me about flying across the world when you can't bring resurrection to your family. I didn't mean to yell at you. This compassion 
brings me to my final point as we close. I got three and a half minutes. That daring compassion brings you face to face with Jesus. In verse 23, but the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers, true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The woman said, hey, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Christ said, he that you seek, I am the one that you seek. That compassion brought her face to face with her Savior. And she dropped that water pot and ran to her family and said, come here and see a man that told me everything I knew, everything I am. And that woman saved the whole region by meeting a man named Jesus at a well. He didn't get his drink. Because <laughs> that's not what he was after. She got that living water of compassion. Whoo! That'll preach right there. With a minute and 48 seconds, I need everyone in the room under the sound of my voice to hold out your hands like you're receiving something. Excuse me, what's your name? Christina. God is breaking things off of you. I see him, there's like mounds of like other people's stuff and he is like knocking things off of your shoulders. A lot of things that you've been carrying, you are not called to carry. You're called to walk in divine freedom and there's a joy in you. You've lost your joy. You're like, I used to be happier. I used to have more joy. And God says, it's not that you lost it. It's that what you're carrying. You're not supposed to carry all that weight. So God's going to distribute the weight and knock it all off right now. He's knocking it off your shoulders so you can walk in divine freedom. Divine freedom is yours today. Hold out your hands and receive my grace. Receive my power. That's it. <laughs> He's pouring it out to you right now. He's eliminating the lies off your mind. He's removing the burdens and holding the yoke and throwing it at your feet. The chains of the enemy cannot hold you in the presence of a king. Your God will fight your battles. He will win your wars when you surrender. This is your posture of victory. Surrender unto him. Give him all. Give it to him all. Give it all to him. Give it all to him. Not a little bit. All of it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I pronounce freedom in your life. I pronounce fire in your life. I release these things because I have the authority to do so. You're no longer defined by the things you did. You're only defined by what he said.
<laughs> and he says, you are blessed coming in and blessed going out. Receive peace. The spirit of anxiousness is falling down. The spirit of anxiousness is falling down. Peace, 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 more peace. Overwhelming peace is filling your room, filling your home, coming in, coming in. Thank you, Jesus, for this breakthrough. You guys feel that? You can open your eyes. Did you guys feel that? That's called impartation. I don't have to lay hands on you when the Spirit of God is here. He is the one that does it, not a man. <laughs> so it takes pressure off of me as a minister as I lean onto him because he's well able to take care of you because he created you. If you could stand to your feet. get something today yes. yeah man God is good man God is too good not to smile coming out of church I'm telling you I've been waiting for this day my for a year I'm tired of being by myself I need people come on I ain't enough DoorDash can you not tell oh my god jeez no more DoorDash <laughs> you pay $67 for a meal that's $14 I mean come on that is not being a wise steward. That is not it. <laughs> I bless each and every one of you in his name. And in his name, enjoy your day. Love your family. Go eat some food. Enjoy each other's company and be blessed in his presence. We'll see you next week. Thank you for coming. Online, we love you. We bless you. God bless you.